0: Welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast, bringing you candid rugby conversations, great interviews and insights into Ugandan rugby, and a touch of rugby in Africa and the world over. Fat Cats Rugby Podcast is a product of Fat Cats Media Brand for all your audio-visual content needs and equipment hire. Hope you enjoy this episode. Yes, yes,
1: yes, another Wednesday, another episode of the Fat Cats Rugby. Guy is aware that we're shooting, <laughs> so he's you, you hear him in the background more often than uh, usual.
0: We need to invite that border guy to just come and have a conversation with us. Uh, Maybe that's the problem. Conspiracy theories yeah, about he, rugby. And here is here is weights when we are about to start, then he's going to ride around from top to bottom always and make sure his but his border is had in the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: We'll
0: have to give him one of those reflector jackets, fat cuts, reflector <laughs> jackets. Eh?
1: Um, Part two of a sponsorship podcast. My name is Edwin. Due to public demand, one has been cut that I'm the biggest fat cut, So I'm here to show the whole world that Bruno and Ruben are bigger than me. <laughs> I'm joined here by Ruben, the usual suspect, the usual fat cat with me, and a um, special guest here, sponsor, yeah. the Very man special. with money. Yeah. The guy who brings all it's the, the beer, thing. as you can see. Omugaga, yes. a, he has, he has done the thing. Hey. <laughs> JP, Semakula,
2: how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I we just were want to. I uh, discussing
1: before. This is your first time on the podcast.
2: Correct. Correct. And I want to put it on record that uh, I don't identify as a fat cat. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. We're going to put out <laughs> the terms of
1: engagement for membership. So don't worry. Next uh, year will be a new we year. We actually podcast. had
0: people on, on YouTube asking us uh, about uh, creating a WhatsApp group. Fat Cats fans, mm. I don't know what we're going to do about that. or uh, we'll, we'll come up with some
1: terms, either a fat cat or a skinny cat. When you have to be on the podcast, JP. All right, we hear things about you, people see you at press conferences, they don't know who you are, just right. tell our viewers who you are.
2: Okay, uh, my full name is John Paul Semakula, yeah. I am the connections manager at Now that means i'm in charge of media um, events and sponsorships and that's why i'm here to discuss uh, the rugby sponsorship in particular i've been with uh now for one year now and uh, i would of course want to hear from you if there's been any changes any you know improvements in how things are done but i'm uh, happy to be a part of this whole journey and adventure of course wonderful wonderful uh,
1: good to hear from you and glad you can join us, say hello to the guys at Nile. We
0: appreciate the, the goodies. <laughs> now, I think before we start, JP is one of those guys, like, last, me personally, last I had seen him, he was playing rugby, I think with Cobbs at the time, and then all of a sudden he disappeared for a bit, then he comes back this time as a Nile special guy. So it was, it was Nile Brewery's guy. It was very, very interesting. He's a man, I think, that has been in, in different sects of the game. As well contributing uh, in different things from the player part to now being a stakeholder as a as a sponsor, so that's very interesting. we appreciate his contribution to the game
2: yeah yeah, I mean you never leave the game or at least the game never leaves you right
0: don't you ever be there and you just be like I feel like I want to play that adds like that always wants to pull you back on the piece. and you remember how how hard the tackle hurts, and you are like, "It's nice being a fan." <laughs> <laughs> and you order for another nail special, or yeah.
2: <laughs> the bruises after when you shower yeah, that cold ones, shower. Eh? Hey, the grass bands. Those no. grass
0: bands, and then Sunday. Yeah,
2: like yeah,
0: I can. Sunday was the worst day, man. You are like you are like a corpse, yeah. literally. You are
2: yeah. just
0: there, like in pain, like pain. You are like now, what happened behind my ear? What happened here? You like mm. anyway, rugby. For me, the thing about rugby is that. Usually, when I'm just walking, going
1: to office or going somewhere, all of a sudden you look up and then you're like kick off. You're like, oh, guess
2: you're, <laughs> the so, that's real. Then, pity that's, it, that's, hey, you know, that's, that's trauma, my guy. <laughs> you
1: get the ball and then you. You, you might need the, to see someone that about you that. Away. You might need yeah. to see so, someone um, about that. So, it's good Ruben brings that uh, the Cubs and whatever. What mm. did you know? Many people don't know you played rugby. Your history. Mm. Tell us. Um, we we hear about the famous 2007 class of Namiliango, but many people don't know, you guys
2: swept the league, you are unstoppable, but they don't know you're part of the team. Tell them. All right. Um, well, I started playing rugby at uh, the famous and great college of Namiliango. I did six years there, and uh, by the time we were done with the school uh, league, or at least school rugby, we had uh, really reached the top of everything. We had uh, taken everything there was to win. Uh, the, te- the team went on to play great rugby, Kamanyiri was on that team, Walakira was on that team. Even Chimono played on that team as a youngster, I think that was his first year on the school team. Um, we had Meshu, Musumba Aiza, Tom, uh, Ogwa Romano, uh, Manga, the guys, you know, it was great. All the servers, uh, all those guys who came after us and played good rugby, played with us uh, at that time. But of course, I cannot attribute it to only that year. Because we also came from great men, at least we followed in the footsteps of great men. So um, all the way from the Anguyos, uh, you know, and a couple of our guys, Barasa, ETC. So we're exposed to that space. Uh, Edmund Tumusimi, I was lucky to see him from school rugby all the way through to club rugby. So after school rugby in Essex back, I uh, went on to play for Cobbs. We won Uganda Cup. I scored the winning try in wow. that final. Okay. Yeah, um, it was great. I also went on to play Safari Sevens. That was the first time I was playing for the national team Sevens. Um, so it's been a great journey. And uh, after the Cobbs uh, success, I went on to get a scholarship, sports scholarship in Makere, and I played for Impis. And uh, that team also went on to win the Sevens League uh, in my final year with Ogawa Romano and a couple of other Kenyans. Um, we had uh, Georgie Yassin, we had um, Juma, I don't know if you remember that number Hilary 9. Tuma, yes, I remember yeah, very brilliant mind. We yeah. had Marlon, uh, crazy guy at the wing. So we had a uh, formidable force and I cannot say that I regret my time at uh McKay, Obote, all those guys played very good rugby with my man man Ogua Romano and after that uh, we went back to our respective clubs. Had a very short stint after that uh with Cobbs and uh, yeah, retirement beckoned uh, shoulder injuries and all that stuff but also life. So yeah. Some say I tested Friday night and I couldn't go back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night with money. Eh? <laughs> yeah, Friday night with money. That's a different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's my journey uh, in rugby. But like yeah, you said, okay. I never left the game. Um, even at Moringa, which was my first uh, place of mm. employment, I was still part of the brands that were a part of the game. And it's been that journey that has led me here. So, yeah.
1: I mean, also me, I'm retired, <laughs> but it shows
0: you that um, um, those who have played... I think one thing that I'm seeing in all this is that, um, do you think that Uganda rugby talent leaves the game a bit too early? In your your? It does. How can we stop that? Yes, I know uh, we eventually go on to contribute in different ways. I mean, we have a podcast. I personally do commentary. Um, he's with Niall Special. Yeah. He was with Moringa. But still, you need your best talent also to have some extra extra time mm-hmm. on the field. I don't know what we can do to mitigate that because we have lost a lot of people. I mean, J.P. is here in a different role. We've lost the likes of uh, Felix Rubega. Oh, Yeah. Man. We have lost Kabazi, uh, Paul, Paul Lawrence Wakabi, Kawazi, yeah. uh, Barasa. Yeah. Man, there's, it's a whole list. You can make literally like about five teams of guys that would have literally created depth for, for the game. So I don't know. I really don't know how, how we are, as a system or as a game, we are hoping to mitigate this or to find a solution for this. It's called life Life happens. So
1: at that point of uh, finishing school and um, getting to the employment world and whatever, you start to see that rugby will
0: no longer be a Yeah, variety. so what you're actually saying is it's employment which equals to money. Yeah. So that means we have to find a way to get more money into uh-huh. the game. The reason why we are here. That's why correct, Jeff, correct. Here. <laughs> Jeff has
1: to discuss these things.
0: Yes. Uh, there is a famous TV
1: journalist. We see him all the time on Twitter. He asked a question and it made him popular. So I want to also exercise my right to also ask that question. Mm. Why the sudden increase of funding to rugby? <laughs> 9.8 billion. Why? Why nine point
2: All right. Um, well. First of all, the 9.8 is, uh, it cuts across a couple of years. It's not yeah. just a one-year contract. So that longevity in planning is why we sunk in that money. So we are rest assured, the union is rest assured that the kitty is there to at least have some long planning done, long-term planning done for the game. So we're not just going to pull out after a one-year, two-year contract. We are here for the long term. So that's why we put in that money to reassure the union and, of course, the stakeholders that us as Nile, who, of course, are the number one fan of Uganda rugby, are here and we're walking the talk. So hence, uh, sinking in that money. It helps to plan better. It helps to strategize better and just make sure that the output at the end of those four years uh, is something that has you know measurable substance and is seen. But these are the goals that we are set out to do when we are here and we are achieving them as we go along. And then, of course, we hope that this is even longer term than uh, the three four odd that we've put in. I
1: mean, Ruben, this... Uh announcement of the sponsorship, the increase of money, came at a point when, I think our boys were at the peak, the Sevens had uh, just snatched uh, uh, Kitty in terms of the Africa Sevens Cup, mm. uh, Chad Rondon. That's two-day staff And uh, I mean, Niall comes and secures the relationship, saying, for four years, how, how do we go about that as uh, fans and players?
0: excitement yeah definitely it's always good to have um, um partners who come into the game especially those that come into the game long term because like you said it's, it helps us plan long term See, so when you have short-term plans you're always looking over your shoulder like okay, what are we going to do next there's always that bit of panic mode when you're in the short term but um once you have an opportunity to plan long term a partner who is invested long term to try and see that okay now our teams are sorted this is the, some of the things that we have normally been worrying about are being sorted it helps you at least take the game to a different level i mean we have seen the way the boys have been performing especially the, the sevens and we are hoping that um that can be able to also uh, move on to the 15 side and they can also be able to to be nurtured and to be grown and also <clears throat> from creating fans experiences it's also not that um one of the things i think i've appreciated is it's not only about the uh, um, People on the pitch that rugby should be sold as as an experience, as a lifestyle, not just as a game. And that's how we're going to get a lot more people in. And we have seen they have a lot of activations when there are games, whether it is um, internationals and uh, Uganda is playing somewhere else, or whether it is here now. Uganda Cup is coming. I'm I'm eager to see what's going to happen. Um, But it's just to give that avenue where everyone is being um, is is actively involved fans have the experience, the players are being catered for, and maybe the union is also getting funding to help it uh, do the various things that we expect it to do. I mean, it's great. If we can have um, um, so many people like Nail Special come into the game, I mean, it would be very amazing. Yeah, the sponsorship is quite robust.
1: It covers very many things. You have the Rugby Premier League, you have the Rugby Africa 7s, they are the Home Justice Sponsor of the Rugby 15s. Yeah. This post, they have just recently finished sponsoring the National Sevens League, Women's Sevens. You have the National Sevens Team as well, uh, Regional uh, Sevens, the local Regional Sevens. You have the Uganda Cup <coughs> for both men and women. Uh, the recent one where we were snapped, the URU Awards <laughs> Dinner.
0: That is also, that is also, is also uh, part of the part of You see the guy we talked to about uh, invites? <laughs> Next we, we never got to see our events. Maybe they got lost. Got lost. <laughs> we'll talk to you. We'll talk I to you. mean, we had a. At a, <laughs> <as> a... <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: um, then, also, maybe lastly,
1: we also covered the university in, uh, league.
2: So, yeah, you can see it's quite an important
1: aspect that has been neglected. It's quite a massive um, sponsorship uh, package that um, goes into Uganda Rugby. Now, oh, um, I think we've all seen this moving around. There is the Crane's Cupboy initiative mm. There is the aspect of. Remember, I think was a tweet of uh, Dennis Onyango saying that I'm coming back. And all of a sudden, the tweet, TL, went uh, haywire. Like, why why is this old guy coming back to play? Are we going for a World Cup or something? But it was an initiative by now, special, yeah. where they'll give uh, 50 shillings of a bottle of Nile. Yeah. Initiate um, a kitty of sorts for Funding, uh, the preparations for the World Cup, next World Cup um, that will be for football later on. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, we we had our boys participate in the seventh, uh, rugby World Cup in uh, South Africa. We missed out, not narrowly, but we missed out on uh, the the World Cup coming up next year. What what do you think? We need we need we need something like this for rugby, considering where we we have seen. How far the team can go? I think money is the only issue that is stopping us.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that we we can talk about passion. We can talk about everything, but money is that one thing that will always um, get things going. But I think if you're to look at it from, let's say, from 2002 and how things have been moving up to this point, that there were, from a point where there were literally no sponsors, up to a point where there's some sponsorship as well, and then up to this point. Um, you can say at there has been improvement so definitely looking forward to the future i am optimistic that you know what maybe in the future we can also have our own uh, not even one cup uh, where we have two or three things happening that are going to be able to um, sort out player issues maybe um, my biggest problem when it comes to sport is how i uh, how is medical handled and um, of course definitely we are seeing so much money coming into the game hopefully shall have um, things that are also particularly focused on that. So it's, it's just great to see that at least they are stepped in the right direction, that from a time when there was actually no sponsorship, and just basing on handouts as and when they came, to sponsors who are now thinking a bit long-term, to now sponsors who, um, who will probably create such initiatives. And it's just great to see um, Nile Special not only focus on one spot, but all around, they are really just positioning them, themselves as a brand. That is uh, synonymous with sporting in Uganda. So, JP, my question here is Are you going to
1: diversify the cupboard? Are you going to send it to <laughs> the rugby aid <head> as well? <laughs>
2: yeah, um, well, my, my firm belief is that it's not a copy and paste situation, right? Yeah. Uh, every sport has its own needs and its own avenues. And this Cabo concept is not new. Uh, it's something that we do culturally, uh, as a people, uh, religiously, or elsewhere, right? And even in rugby, currently, I think some of the things are sorted out in a cabo format. The WhatsApp group of the fans of the what, they collect money together at the end of the game. Sometimes there's uh, people like Eddie Chuanuka go around collecting money from the fans to help the sport. So, I think for me, it's a challenge to the people itself. Rugby is a community sport. It's one of those ones that has been, uh, you know, developed or has come, you know, to its fruition today because of the efforts of a group of people of the Community that is the rugby, both players and fans, old players alike, uh, but also fans that have been in the mix for some time. So I think uh, we can start the cabo. Uh, personally, I would I would I would like to see how that plays out to see what exactly the national team win. I mean needs to win, uh, but it's also a challenge I think to the national team itself and the union uh, to see how they devise a strategy to make sure that we get to the World Cup, and with that we shall at least see a plan in place and then we'll see how we can support it. Um, Part of the problem that I saw uh, when the boys went to Marseille was a lack of preparation. Uh, They should have had some test games, and we have uh, an opportunity to uh, partner with people in Kenya, uh, in TZ, in Rwanda, that's just the near places, but also down south where we have uh, our HQs. We can uh, maybe initiate some sort of discussions and see how we can tap into the player base that's out there and uh, form some test, some night test games, you know, yeah. and, and some franchise rugby comes into play. So let's see what the next year has to offer. But yes, I put it to the players and uh, of course the union to see what exactly is required and how the fans or at least the public and the sponsors can take part.
1: Oh, Wonderful. Yeah. I think uh, we hear that and loud and clear it brings back that painful memory of lack of preparation but um, <laughs> perhaps we have some further discussions that will, will enlighten us on how we can go ahead and, and develop the game that we love. Preparation is quite key. Preparation has got the sevens team um, very far. Yeah. And um, once, once teams are prepared and organized, I think you notice that um, things go as far as, as you can go, um, maybe limited by resources and then maybe just out, outperformed by another team. You bring in the union in aspects of uh, organization the couple aspect, and uh, it brings something in my head and i'm like you want the union to give value addition to um to the sport that is organized tournaments organized fixtures prepare as well but now i throw it back to you as a sponsor what what value addition apart from the money which we are deeply grateful for what else, in terms of value addition, do you give the sport? Because many people ask, they're like, we just see nice special T-shirts, you put on the T-shirts. <laughs> but what value addition, what do, you tell, what do you do in the background that mm-hmm. can be attributed to the growth of the game?
2: Okay. I mean, um, resources go a long way. So the money is a big one. Uh, it helps in the preparations and it helps in the day-to-day activities of the union, but also of the players. But at the end of the day, the things that we bring on board, especially with our partners, uh, you know, event organizers, it is to take our embedded, We bring some juice and flavor to mm-hmm. the events, uh, to rugby as we know it. I think you can attest to the Chadondo Rugby Africa 7s, uh, that two-day weekend, it was really flair. You know, yeah. we, had, we, had, we had some flavor in there, and it was flavor made of, now special, made of Uganda. Yeah. And, of course, uh, that's our forte. So the eventing... Uh, the style that we have brought, the, the way, the experience that we give you, like he said, off the pitch is one of them. And uh, that's the value that we actually literally bring. The promos that come with the beer, um, the conditions under which you find your beer, the availability of the product, the entertainment uh, after uh, the games, even just during, there is that energy that you feel from the fans. Sometimes those fans are actually uh, pushed by us or fueled by us. Edi Chuanoka is our main man and he brings it. He always brings it. So that's stuff that we push in the background. And, um, yeah, I think uh, that's really the value that you see so far, and there will be many so much more. On the TL, I think you see when we start to speak or when rugby is, is, is being spoken about, I think Twitter goes crazy. Everyone speaks about the game. It has overtaken uh, football in terms of conversations, and football yeah. is the most popular sport in the country. So you can imagine. Um, that also comes up with... A use of influencers, of partners and friends of the brand that also then bring their voice together and talk about uh, rugby. And then you see it being spoken about in corridors or spaces that you didn't even know existed. We have ministers uh, you know, uh, taking part in in, in in discussions, in trips, uh, and also appreciative of the fact that a big brand like this one can't touch rugby. So other sponsors also start to come. They say, okay, if now Special is doing it, Let's also jump on. Let's see what's up because there's organization that comes with that. There's uh, strength in numbers, and you know, once you have a strong brand like Now Special, you have strong, other strong brands coming through. So that's, I think, indirect, but it's something that is uh, attributed to uh, having a partner like Now Special. Yeah, Ruben, we saw um,
1: Total
2: Energies jumped on board. For, yeah, kudos to those uh, guys. Yeah. And,
1: uh, I mean, you get to watch uh, Zawi. 80k as opposed to their yeah, 100k. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the the value addition um, to the um is something that always been a question that is, we always ask ourselves. We have a sponsor. Apart from uh, putting in money, what else do we benefit as um, as a um, fraternity? Questions of um, I mean, do you have scholarships. Do you do you do you push your brand even to the point of that you even try to say that, look, despite the fact that you're playing rugby and we enjoy seeing you on the pitch, we need
0: you to also push yourself professionally because rugby is not the end of the day. Yeah. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> when you look at it, there, there are so many different aspects in which uh, this can be approached. And like you said, I think the two things that really stood out for me were um, the fact that you need to give people a whole lot of experience. And truth be told, we're still, we're still at a stage where we have fans that come. And they barely understand what the game is about. But you're giving them entertainment through, like you said, Azawi, Winnie Nwaji, and so, sort of the people that come around. Let them enjoy the entertainment. Let them enjoy the the, uh, the, Uganda, the, Uganda, Afri- the Africa 7s that were here. Um, you and I were, really enjoyed those two days of rugby, regardless of what weather was there. Yeah, I think that has been my best tournament thus far. Uh, not only from a rugby perspective, but just the whole experience was really good. And then also the fact that um, a brand can trust the sport to be able to invest in it um, speaks volumes to other corporate brands that might be looking and observing. So it's a very important thing that they are really doing. And um, there's nothing that pushes sport or a product more than conversations and and visibility. Visibility through media, visibility through um, the conversations, through influencers, through the fans when fans have a good time when the influencers have a good time when the media is trying to be part of it i mean it's it's something that is very good and um like like you said like you said um it's it's just something that is all around a good step like a step in the right direction i believe yeah yeah yeah, yeah but i think before we even go any further speaking about value addition um we'd like to appreciate our our, our followers our viewers that have been um Reaching out about uh, Fred and Winnie BNB for those that are not aware. We are at the Fred and Winnie BNB where we're enjoying our Nile special, and later on we'll be enjoying um, a cup of tea because of the, the weather as it is. Um, the Fred and Winnie BNB is located in Kisasi for those that don't know. Um, it has 10 self contained private bedrooms consisting of two deluxe doubles, three standard doubles, one deluxe twin, and two standard twin bedrooms. A fully equipped kitchen is available. Power backup system, Wi-Fi, laundry services, a chef to cater to your every meal, a sumptuous buffet breakfast with a choice of selected tropical fruits and juice. Uh, pick up and drop off to and from Interbe International Airport, as well as local transportation for getting around or for upcountry trips can be arranged if booked in advance. For bookings, call 778 559 And with the festive season coming up, there are so many offers. Just let them know that the Fat Cat sent you. Um, for amazing offers so yeah edwin as you are saying
2: dm for value. pricing eh? dm for pricing
0: <laughs> dm for pricing <laughs> we have special <laughs> prices so um people can just get in touch with us so that they can be able to get uh, the pricing pricing of course will always vary with how long you're staying so we'd like to give you tailored offers just for you that is why there are no uniform prices for each person mm. yeah value for money um When you have aspects of
1: value for money, Mm. the key thing comes down to accountability. Mm -hmm. Who who is accountable for money received, money got. Um, Organizers have to usually account. Players have to account. I mean, you can't be given 9.8 billion maybe in different charges and you're not winning. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also management has to account. I mean, you're given money, you have to find ways of having warm-up tournaments. Um, preparation games uh, to go ahead and uh, I think that has been a very big problem with Ugandan rugby, aspect of accountability, how accountable is, uh, are the stakeholders, that is the management union, the players themselves and even sometimes as fans we tend to go off the road a little bit and uh, divert the attention from the game to negative aspects and uh, comes down to aspects of uh, maybe um, uh, bad mouth in the press, aspects like that. So, as a sponsor, going ahead, going ahead with uh, your giving of money, money is not money has conditions. Money is never free. So, people who are watching just know that money is never free. So, mm. how do you account for? This? How do you have your checks and balances to make sure your stakeholders are accountable? It's very important in this game. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
2: Um, well, I'd like to start first of all and by saying that whatever bad press or negativity comes out of um, uh, the demand for accountability does not help us, it does not help the sport. It's almost like uh, you complaining out there on the streets that uh, you eat beans every day, yeah. and that is a shaming your dad. You understand? Yeah. I'd rather you first come home and say, But why do we eat beans every day? You know, try to find uh, and keep the communications lines open and discuss these things internally before you go out there and start blowing. I know that there is results when you do this, but the impact is also negative. It's not entirely positive. Maybe just to
0: slightly catch you off there, um, yeah. I think the, re- the reason why some of these things are like this is because um, there is an impression or a feeling of, lack of accountability the fans feel like as if the union is not accounting correct to them we, now like for instance there's six there's nine point eight billion on correct. the table yeah but they don't know what how it's broken down on there or how how the, the portion has been spent
2: yeah i so agree with you they, i agree they, with you
0: and they maybe don't know the avenues mm. on how to approach for uh-huh. right accountability or uh-huh. who to, want to address it yeah. so they feel like they need to we need to go ahead and, and, and go on social media. Because one of the things we have had, and sometimes these things are not from just funds. They're from club officials. We have mm-hmm. seen people who are saying that people never got um, their money for, for like last season. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, the amount of money uh, given to the club. So I don't know how you have to address that or how you think we should go about finding this accountability. Yeah, so
2: I think for me it's three-pronged, right? Like I said, the communication lines need to be, first of all, made aware of, you know, Mm. let people know that these things exist. Then two, they need to make sure that they are used. You understand? So for me, from the fans' perspective, the public and all that stuff, the avenues need to be made clear. Let them, you know, uh, talk about these things and get them addressed. Now, that's one side, that's the fans. When they speak out on Twitter, it's not entirely uh, good for the game. It's not entirely good for us as a sponsor it sheds a bad light. It almost makes it seem like, guys, have packed the money and run away. Now, that's the feeling. So I don't blame them. Uh, But uh, when it comes down to the union as well, I think for me, there's so many dynamics here. And uh, the way the union manages itself um, needs to become a little more professional. I'm not saying that they're not professional, because for us, we see the professional side of them, but you guys probably don't get a chance to. On uh On your end, you just see guys speaking. (laughs) (laughs) You see guys speaking on microphones and giving you words, and you're wondering, but surely, where is the PowerPoint? Where is the Excel? They have these things. So some some of these things, of course, are not uh, open to the public, but they're there. So I think for me, the union needs to approach some of these things, uh not as it has approached as has been approached previously but as of the situation currently listening to the people's views on how things are done so they for example there's that issue of the stick when you do not follow the rules or you don't you know the clubs don't uh, uh abide by what has been set. these guidelines have been set to professionalize the sport yeah. and therefore attract more uh sponsors uh players and all of that stuff so it's a sustainability thing yeah. however um, you'll find that some of these clubs are still in that sense of we need this money, we need we need to grow, we don't have any sponsors, we don't have anyone else, right? So when you approach it on a stick as opposed to carrot perspective, you find that they, the pushback is a lot tougher, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning stages yeah. because yeah. they have not yet adopted to understanding exactly why we're doing what we're doing. They have told us to put the now special logo on the jerseys, but we don't even have money for jerseys. Yeah, What's money. going on here? Yeah. You understand? Should so. They put the yeah. hey, hey, we like, <laughs> You remember what Isaac said last time? We'll <laughs>
1: give me the 10 million, then we we'll
2: talk later. Uh-huh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, even that 10 million that has been promised, you're chop-chopping it and you're giving ah. me too mad. Yes, exactly. Yes. So how about we start with, let's give you the five that you need, okay. and then we keep adding based of how you do that. You understand? There's ways of going about this. So you kind of have a carrot. For every single thing that you do, uh, and you do well, you get you know, uh, an incentive. So that means that you are assured of a certain amount and then more. As you learn, as you grow, as you build, uh, the club's uh, sustainability is one thing, uh, and that's something else that is the third aspect. So I've talked about the funds, I've talked about the union and how they can approach this, yeah. but I think also uh, the clubs need to look at it in such a way that It is their mandate, in a way, to build their brands, to grow themselves, to not just keep quarreling and crying about the union and saying, you know what, guys, for us, as us, we actually have pedigree, we have our people, let's get together and do this thing. Maybe you even have a sponsor in mind. It doesn't have to be a big sponsor. It could be a dry cleaning company. It could be the Airbnb upon which we sit. These people will listen to you only if you organize and the show of value. It's yeah. a vehicle. It's almost like you decide to create your brand as a platform for whatever else you're trying to move. If it's always pads, push them. If it's Nivea Lotion, push them. You understand there's so many ways in which you can do these things. Unilever is always willing to get guys, uh, you know, uh, I- I- their products out there. Uh, there are many companies out there that are willing to see people who are adding value. So, format yourself. Form yourself into some formidable force and then start from there. The union will help. The union has put the structures together with the help of the sponsor. But that doesn't mean that that's the end. Start from within what you have and grow. So let's not um, push blame you know, towards different people or say you know what, it's the union, it's the union, it's the union. Let's also look within ourselves and see uh, as clubs. And I speak as a a patron of a, of a particular club. Yeah. We also have our own issues. We've been at the top and now we yeah. are, we're trying to handle our own internal situations. Now, I will not say that, again, we are the best at approaching these things, yes. but there's people like Pirates. Yeah. They've attracted a sponsor like Stanby. Yeah. I don't think the Pirates players uh, and the community is looking at, say, Tusaba government at Yambi. Yeah. They're actually trying to get their things together. They even had a dinner over the weekend. Yeah. It's one of the few clubs that I know. Look at the hippos. They have managed to get to where they are right now because of their own efforts. Not because, again, the union has failed to come through, not because the sponsor money hasn't trickled down. They have actually stood up and made sure that they expose themselves and grow the way they need to grow. So I think once you've done all these things, you'll find that everyone will be accountable, finally, because the accountability does not stop at the union. It also starts with us. So I think we can then grow together as a sport. Oh,
1: yeah. um, when you talk about, um, I mean, you mentioned very many sponsors, you said, there are very many people who can come on board, but we need you to meet those KPIs. I call them the undraft KPIs, <laughs> the most noise about them. Um, we noticed there was, after a complaint by Rojumba, the money was increased, I think, from 10 to 20. Mm. And uh, I think I don't know maybe it will be 10 received and then 10 as a bonus. Maybe if you can take yeah, that. if you can take, if you take all those, you have any information about that? There was a change um, you are, you, I think, announced. Yes, yes, after, yes, yes. After yes. I lot of noise about the 10 million. Yeah. And they said 10 uh, would be given prior mm-hmm. and then maybe 10 would be given after. So it is a package of 20 million, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So um I'm I'm not a, you know I do not know much I cannot speak to it like that because mm-hmm. I would like to let the union run its thing. Okay. However, what I would like to say is that first of all that money was added not because of arm twisting. Yeah. It was because there was communication. Yeah. That communication came came in negatively, of course, in the yeah. beginning, and it caused some sort of you know bad scare, pure nightmare type situation. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that's the only way to approach it. Yeah. A guy like uh Philip uh. Adraf, Adraf yes. and uh, Rujumba. Yes. They have my number personally. Yeah. They can actually approach me over a beer and we sit down and talk about these things. Yeah. That's a very unique situation yeah. you find yourselves in as a, as a sport. Yeah. You know, For you to be able to actually have a direct access to the sponsor yeah. and that you can actually air you out. And I have uh, first-hand uh, experience in terms of what lacking is or what needs they are for, yeah. a for a player. So yes. I think for me, They should have approached it first like that. Let's speak to JP. We know JP. As opposed to saying, we are just attacking. Full
1: frontal attack. Full frontal.
2: (laughs) So you see, after that discussion happened, the union uh, understood the needs, spoke to us directly. We understood the needs, provided the solution. It was a brainstorm. So that's how things should work in the future. Let's meet, let's talk, let's get these things out of the way. And then move on to bigger, better things. Because again, even after that money was presented, is it really the final solution that we that no, are looking for? It's we just. Still need more money. Yeah. And, and, you know, the situation with money is very, is, is very crazy. Once you, you need some, a certain amount, you're going to cry that, you know what, we don't have money. Yeah. When the money comes, you're going to cry that it's very little. Yeah. And even after all of that, you're still not going to go anywhere if you're not focused on what you want to achieve. So even if we throw as much money as, you know, there is to throw, yeah. if we do not sit down and actually look at a vision that we want to achieve, we are going to waste that money. So I think the problem is deeper than we think, and we just need to work together to, you know, kind okay. of solve that it. Yeah. Those, not 20 million. Hmm. Don't you think no, you and guys play. Eh? <laughs> 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 the transport allowance of
1: transport will increase. Eh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, but, yeah, I mean, that's not to say that I don't understand that these yeah. clubs are actually in need of this money. money yes. They do need this money. They struggle to keep these, And they're the product. Without them, we don't have leagues, you know? We don't yeah. really have anything going on. And if they actually decided to start their own situation, then we are at a loss as well. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it's, we need to work together. It's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a together thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh,
0: I think one of the, one of the discussions... All the conversations we had in our previous um, uh, podcast that was about our sponsorship was um, we asked what clubs can do to offer value yeah. for sponsors yeah. or at least to catch the eye of the sponsor. Yeah. So um, sitting from, um, in the chair of a sponsor yeah. and maybe just trying to educate um, fans, uh, clubs yeah. and their management, yeah. what ideally... Um, do sponsors be looking for when they're looking at, say, uh, let's start with clubs, we we'll, we'll go ahead to a union. Yeah. yeah. You okay. In your perspective, what do you think uh, sponsors be looking
2: for? I'll speak for my own personal experience in yes. terms of what I look for. Um, I'm very keen to see clubs get professional. And by professional, I mean record keeping, reporting. Yeah? Give, me, give me a report at the end of the season about how your league was about the things that you saw, your SWOT analysis of the whole situation, the opportunities that you see are available. Because sometimes we might not see certain things. For example, opportunities for branding. I might not see everything. But a club might say, you know what, on my grounds, I actually have a Kabbalah. I have a pitch side branding that you can utilize. But I also have players. Some of my players are actually ambassadors of certain brands. Or they are influencers. They have this kind of following or whatever. You see what I mean? Like, just structure it in that sense. Um, obviously your social media platforms professionalize those spaces. Do not go out there to diss people. Do not go out there to just stamp. Yeah. Go out there to actually uh, be a thought leader. Speak. Speak about the issues of the game. Speak about the advantages of being in the game. Speak about me as a sponsor. Tell Tell the people exactly what I'm doing for you. You understand? Or at least let's discuss and see how You can also help me with my campaign now. Vodka, you've come through. You've talked. You've said, you know, a JP come through for an interview. Yeah, come and uh, let's talk about these things. But when we're going to talk about these things, some of the things that you bring up are very interesting. They are also aligned to my campaigns. They are aligned to my brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you will see that again. That's you trying to be professional. Yeah. So even the clubs, how can you better add value to the sponsors? To the brands that you work with. Yeah. Maybe you can help with their campaigns. Look at their messaging. Understand exactly what's going on. So I guess uh, reporting, uh, utilizing your resources to push and add value to the sponsor. Uh, of course, speaking professionally out there, present yourself with a brand uh, professionally, be accountable. Uh, show me your books of records. You know, like show me that this is how much we've spent, this is how much we have saved, this is how much we want. Because mm. this is how much you can earn from us. Show me the value that is actually uh, 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 coming from your own uh, efforts. Yeah? So that's what I look forward to seeing as we grow the sport. To clubs being on that level. To understanding all these things. Create events that actually add value to me. You understand? Make sales. Yeah. You understand? But track also your own. Chadondo does this very well. Uh, and so does Kings Park. Yeah. Legends oh. as well, by yeah. the way. They'll track the sales for you. They'll tell you that on this game day, this is what happened. So as the union gives you um, uh, the report on attendance and all that stuff, as your sales team gives you uh, sales records and all that stuff, you're also looking at clubs giving you some information that at least tallies. Grow a followership. Grow a database of fans and, and, and a fan base. When you have a WhatsApp group and you blast a message, it will reach far because you have a very huge... Uh, following on social media, on WhatsApp, whatever. Register these guys, have full profiles of them and you know, information that bio data or whatever that we can work with, we can tap into. When we call upon you, you just give the data immediately. Say, boom, yeah. it's here. I have it. You're looking for guys who attend. Yeah, yeah I know Edwin Wawidi. Yeah. I know who I know who I know who and from this club. What do they do? He's a lawyer. He's a what. He's a what. So for us, when we sit back in our boardrooms and say that rugby is big because. It has a vast, yeah. uh, you know, vast net of funds, of, yeah. of of you know, professionals yeah. and all that stuff. We're not just speaking hot air. Yeah. It's actually from a base. We know that this database of Warriors fans has these guys. Yeah. This yeah. database of Cops guys has these guys. So these are some of the things that you can start with that we are willing to look into and see because they add value to us. They actually are insights that you need to then shape the game. Yeah. I, think, I think
0: that further equals what Ken said in our previous podcast, yeah. that we have a situation where clubs are always like, me, 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 I want this, this, I don't have this, I don't have this. But what are you doing to show that, okay, we're going to offer you this value? Yeah. This is what we are bringing to the table. And I think he has really mentioned a lot of things that, that are interesting. And uh, as a person with a bit of background in uh, digital marketing, what I do, um, he has mentioned something very unique that we can really work with, and I've not seen any club particularly utilize it Talking about how, um, as a brand, digitally or online, you can use your players as influencers for yeah. that brand. And not only the the club talking about that brand, but have even the players themselves to get into a conversation. And I think we it just opens our eyes, or it just tasks us that man. We need to find a way to add more value. Like value might not always be that you're winning a trophy. By the some some sponsors don't even care about your trophy. Yeah. But numbers, when you go back to justify why you're spending $9 billion in that boardroom with your, with, uh, your other, uh, let's say, stakeholders. When you're being a, squeezed. Yes, when yeah. you're being <laughs> squeezed. <laughs> when a, a marketing manager is being squeezed. Yes, to yeah, so show the numbers, That man, Um we had this, even if these were the eyeballs that came through, if, like you said, if we have a big, we have a big WhatsApp um, group, let's say, and a uh, blast message is sent out, these are the number of people it reached. Um, When it comes down to a product sale, this is the number of sales that were made on such things and recording of that information. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many clubs can tell us that they do it. And yet these clubs actually have the following. So it is something that um, really, really should be paid attention to. I was revising
1: some podcast episodes, and I think I said one of the podcasts that um, the KPI list of the union is maybe something that is trying to match you a sponsor it's trying mm. to get you someone if you have your books of accounts you have the mm. records of meetings mm. you have records of all your players uh, when you when you present such information i think a sponsor will get interested mm. and say that you know what exactly. these guys seem like an legit entity they just need some financing yeah i mean you saw how sponsorship pushed warriors all the way nearly all the way so it it it, it shows you that I mean, uh, you need you need uh, uh, a back of a sponsor to, to help you and yeah. Funny you said about influencers. I remember remember back in the day when we used to watch rugby, it was 2007, 2008, 2009. Most of these guys who are used to sponsor UTL, uh, I don't know, many, many clubs, G4S, some of their players, some of the club players used to work in these entities. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still a thing right now. Okay, I think now it's a little bit tighter now considering the markets and COVID and whatever. It used to be a thing. I remember there are very many players used to work in UTL. Mm-hmm. The guys used to work in MTN, in yeah. yeah. models um, in G4S as well. Yeah, so, I think that, that
0: goes back to what actually was saying in our previous episode last week when we had uh, Zeno over, yeah. that we are all also, yes, I understand the need for money,
2: but yeah. also we need to, as
0: players, or as people who are former players, we need to educate players that the sport where it is, is not going to give you, let's say, the 2 million you need a month. Yeah on a consistent basis as a club. Thanks for listening in. Share with us your thoughts from today's episode. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.